Welcome. I'm Brad DeLong, and this, this is my morning coffee. The Federal Reserve really should be buying recession insurance right now. Really should have been buying recession insurance for the past decade, and yet it has not done so. This is a substantial problem. If the United States falls into recession in the next year or two, the Federal Reserve may have very, very little room to loosen policy indeed, yet it is not taking any steps to manage or cover that risk. And unless the Federal Reserve rectifies this soon, the United States and the world are likely to face very large problems. Now, the next global downturn may still be a ways off. The chances that the North Atlantic as a whole will be in recession a year from now have fallen to about one in four. German growth may well be positive this quarter. China could rebound too. And although U.S. growth is definitely slowing to 1% or so this quarter, this may yet turn out to be simply a blip. Let us hope so. Because if the next downturn is looming, North Atlantic central banks do not have the policy room to fight it. Should a recession arrive, the U.S. Federal Reserve would ideally be able to cut interest rates by five percentage points or more, as is customary and indeed necessary in such situations. But with short-term safe interest rates currently at 2.4%, it cannot. And with euro and yen interest rates still hugging the zero lower bound, the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan will be unable to help much either. And as for expansionary fiscal policy to counteract rather than reinforce the business cycle, don't make me laugh. Looking forward, therefore, the big risk is not any risk that inflation will start spiraling upward, with the Fed unable to raise reserve interest rates fast enough to stabilize the economy. That's just not a risk. Rather, the big risk is that a year from now, it's a, a downside risk. The North Atlantic will be in recession. Governments will not provide fiscal stimulus. The Fed won't be able to reduce interest rates enough. Non-standard monetary policies, quantitative easing, etc., will be nearly powerless, thus leaving the Fed nearly helpless to even try to stabilize the economy. The logical response to such an asymmetric risk is, or ought to be, to buy insurance to cover it. Worryingly, however, the Fed is not taking out any policy insurance at all against a possible recession. Yet it could it has at least three possible options that it might choose from. For starters, the Federal Reserve could raise interest rates further now, creating more room for rate cuts if the U.S. economy subsequently falls into recession, and betting that the U.S. economy now, um, that the U.S. economy now is strong enough to handle such an increase for the moment. But Fed Chair Jerome Powell seems to have ruled out this option for the time being. In a recent interview, Powell said the Fed's policy rate is in an appropriate place in view of muted U.S. inflation and increasing evidence the global economy is slowing. We're going to wait and see how those conditions evolve before we make any changes to our interest rate policy, he said. Alternatively, the Fed could cut interest rates today to try to compensate for its inability to reduce rates enough in a future downturn. If growth then recovers and strengthens, as more likely than not it will, there is no harm done. 
U.S. inflation expectations are well anchored, so the Fed could fully and cheaply offset looser monetary policy now with a tighter stance later. Um, But if growth does not pick up and the North Atlantic falls into recession, the Fed will have to cut interest rates frantically at the end of this year, and if so, it will greatly regret it did not get ahead of the curve by preemptively lowering rates today. Have I not just given the Federal Reserve contradictory advice? Have I not just said that it could cut interest rates or it could raise interest rates? Yes. These two prescriptions, these two ways of buying insurance against the next recession, are inconsistent. Each is true in one model of the current economic situation we face. They both cannot be true. But my point here and now today is that the Federal Reserve is not taking either. That is, it has neither decided that the appropriate way to buy insurance is to make interest rates lower now, nor that the appropriate way of buying insurance is to make interest rates higher than they are now and then acting on it. It is just not buying insurance. Now, the Fed's third option is to leave interest rates unchanged for now, but to clearly and aggressively explain how it would fight a recession effectively should one arrive over the course of the next year or so, given its very limited interest rate monetary policy room. In doing so, the Fed would need to be far more convincing than it was from 2010 onward, when the U.S. economy was struggling to recover from the 2008 financial crisis. On that occasion, then-Fed Chair Ben Bernanke's monetary policy, and his pleas to Republican legislators and austerity hawks to put the national interest ahead of partisan point scoring and to support aggressive fiscal stimulus, were completely ineffective in generating growth above any previous trend rates or in closing the output gap. As a result, the U.S. recovery was very anemic and very unsatisfactory. A more credible Fed plan to fight a possible recession in 2020 or soon thereafter might well boost business confidence and make central bank policies more effective. At the very least, it would reassure companies and investors who, fearing that U.S. aggregate demand will be weak in 2020, might be starting to pull back. But this third option would require an aggressive intellectual and communications effort from the Fed, and there is currently no evidence of one. If the U.S. falls into recession over the next year or two, the Fed will have very little room to loosen policy to counteract the recession, Yet it is not taking any steps to cover that risk. That is unwise. Unless the U.S., unless the Fed buys some recession insurance soon, the U.S. and the world will face much bigger problems later. I'm Brad DeLong, and this has been my morning coffee.